Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. The first thing I want you to know is that I see you and I hear you. I see the struggles. There's hope. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children, I got you, girl. I'm your new bestie. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence in coffee. Okay, this actually may be a touchy subject. It's going to be a tough one. Coach Ashley is going to come at you hard today, mamas in particular. And I'm going to share a story with you first. But just know today we're going to talk about something that I find super important. Take what you want from it. But it's why you need to raise likable children. And what I mean by that is how do we teach our children and why should we teach our children how to behave at other people's houses or in church or in public? I'm talking about not just infants. Infants, they cry. They're hungry. They're overstimulated. And you can't like, I'm sorry, I have an itch in my nose. You can't control how they behave, right? We're talking about children like four years old and up right? I'm not talking about babies. I'm not even talking about toddlers. My suggestion to you with toddlers is just don't take them anywhere. (laughs) And if you take them somewhere, just give yourself grace. I mean, give the baby grace and just don't care what other people think because they're going to cry. And if somebody says anything to you, then sister Ashley, you need to give her a call and get peace in my mind. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Listen, it is super important. Let me share a little story with you. I was a single mom for a few years of two boys, and they were cray-cray. Children in that situation normally are because there's not two supportive parents, and you know they always have some type of insecurity because of abandonment. And I had one child who was very like amazing as a baby, and then when he hit that preschool age, he started to act up, but he was super overstimulated, very social, but a lack of self-control. And then I had the second boy who was nonverbal. And so because he was nonverbal and he had hearing issues and like he was sick all the time, he was very aggressive. And I was so scared to take them anywhere because of how they acted. They basically controlled like my schedule. Like I'm not even kidding you. And I remember what my pastor said And it actually stuck with me. And my kids started to behave. And that's why she said it. Because I spent a lot of time and I had my wonderful husband at the time help me really create boundaries for them and discipline and consequences to help them behave out in public. Because eventually we needed to go out in public. And kids should not control at that age how we go out, right? How we do things, how we socialize. And she said this to me. She's like, You want to raise likable kids. You want people to like your kids. And it's true because 
I'll be real. I don't want to invite the mom with the very aggressive child to my house who is going to destroy everything and bite my kid and act a fool every single time. I don't want them over. And then what does that do for the mom that has that child? It it isolates her and makes her feel shame and condemnation. And so I'm speaking to her, not because I'm condemning her, but I'm speaking to her because I want her never to feel those things and that she can socialize and have likable children with the tools that I'm going to give you and why you should do that. Not accept it for what it is. You can give your children boundaries. Now, are there children with disabilities and autism? Yes. And I worked with children um, in the EC department with those type of challenges, and they're literally my favorite kids, like my very, very favorite children. And things happen. There's things that you just cannot control. And you can do as much as you possibly can. You can have all the tools and all the education and your children are going to be unpredictable and they're going to act up. And there are people that God will bring in your life to grace you during those seasons of life. And so please don't be hard on yourself in that. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the moms who genuinely just do not care what their kids do. They do not, or they're just overwhelmed or they force them into certain situations. And so I want to talk to them. I want to talk to you because it changed everything for me. When I started having these tools and when I started creating this environment for my kids and I started with consequences, consistent consequences and consistent boundaries, I created a security barrier for them and an expectation. And it's good for kids to have expectations, realistic ones that really are just, it was just amazing how they acted once we did that wherever we went because they had safety. They had security within the consistent boundaries that we placed in their life. You know, when you have kids, it's often easier to socialize at a friend's home than it is at restaurants, malls, or movie theaters for the most part. I've had some challenging children at my house but that was rare, but it has happened. But even, even then at someone's house, you'll probably have higher expectations of your children than in your own home. That's just the reality, especially if you're visiting friends who don't have kids. And I literally feel for you because I don't even think I want to visit a person that doesn't have kids. Even if they have older children, it's very uncomfortable for me. I'm with you to bring my younger children because they're going to want to touch everything. There's just things that you can't control. And we're going to talk about that. Yes, I have a blanket on because I'm chilly. Okay. Where's all my chilly ladies? Okay. Where's all my chilly, hot, spicy, but cold nature ladies? You're not alone. Okay. So we have a blanket on. Here's a few suggestions to help you raise some friendly kids. Lay down the ground rules. I just talked about boundaries and consistency. Explain to your child before you go that you expect them to keep their feet and shoes off of the furniture. You can all have these talks and that running indoors is not allowed. Whatever that boundary is, have realistic expectations of them. Have the talk with them. Have you ever seen the TikTok? It was funny, but there was truth behind it. And that I made about like, don't ask to stay the night. Don't 
touch nothing. Don't ask for something to eat. Don't act like you're starving. Don't like just going over these expectations. And it was funny and we all had a laugh and I probably will share it in the show notes so you can check it out just to laugh if you cry after this episode, which I hope that you don't. Um, but yeah, like it, it's important. Lay some ground rules and then how about we reduce surprises? It can be helpful to brief your child on what will likely happen during the visit. Mommy, daddy, and Mr. and Mrs. Jones will sit in the kitchen and have coffee. That's what we're going to do as adults. And you and Jane are going to probably play in the playroom or the family room. And remember to stay out of adult conversations. I have a nosy child. Who has a nosy child? I have one. And I always tell him, if you hear two adults talking, walk away. If you have something to ask and it's not an emergency, define the emergency if somebody's not bleeding, if somebody's not screaming, dying, choking, starving, on fire. If somebody's not in an inappropriate situation, then do not interrupt the adult conversation and do not listen in on it. Reduce the surprises. Create distractions. Screens, screens, tablets, Kindles. I'm all for it. I really am. It has helped me in so many seasons of my life. Let's be real. But also, if you're visiting a home where no kids live, it's smart to bring something for your child to occupy his or herself with such as books, small games, coloring books, or uh, tablets and food. Tablets and food. Goldfish, goldfish. Just saying, just saying. Know the code. What does that mean? You might want to establish a sing a single beforehand, a signal. You might want to establish a signal beforehand to let your child know that a behavior isn't appropriate. It must end. We have signals for the pool. We have signals for other people's houses. We have signals for home. We have them all. Show her or him that when you tug at your ear. Or give them the mom look. Who has the mom look? Right? I do this. That's what I do. Okay? That means stop. You know, pull the little pull the little spoon if that's your game. Out of, just let them look at it. Right? I don't even have to spank my kids, like, literally anymore because I just, like, consistency, right? Let your child know that that behavior isn't appropriate. It must end. Show them that, like... You have that signal, your ear, your nose. That means to stop. This way you can warn them without embarrassing them. Do not embarrass your children. Do not yell at your children in public. Like, really, like, do I do it sometimes? Yes, I'm struggling with it. But I'm realizing when my children get older, it's embarrassing to them. And I respect that. I respect that feeling and I respect that boundary. And so we decided to be like, okay, I don't want to yell. You don't want me to yell. So here's our signal to help you keep in check. You wouldn't want anybody else to do that. And then think about it. Do you cringe when you watch other people do it? Right? Be ready to move. If your child doesn't notice your warnings or really goes off the rails, you may need to forget about avoiding embarrassment. This is when I do yell. Okay? Or when it's unsafe, they're in an unsafe situation. Take them outside if you're inside. Take them to another part of the house if you can't go outside. If you're already outside, take them to a different part of outside so they can calm down. 
so you can soothe them, so you can have the talk, just so you can be undistracted and not be stressed out because your stress to please other people will project onto your children and they will act worse. You will make them insecure. So for both of you to exit the situation, both of you to calm down, figure out, analyze the situation to deal with it, and relax. And gently remind them of the expectations. And if they have trouble with it, well, leave. And I mean really leave. And I'm not talking about taking away like your time, right? I'm talking about, you know what? We were having a great time, but because of your behavior, we have to leave. And you will not get screen times at home. And you will not get this. And you will not get this. You will go to your room. And you will think about how you didn't follow the expectations or whatever that looks like. And avoid collateral damage. While you can't expect your host to child-proof the house for them, take a glance around the area where your child will be to check for breakables or hazards. Like, don't set your children up for failure. Like, as a teacher, I see this often. I do. And as an educator, we literally always set the children up for success. And we praise them and we you know, created a positive and safe environment to help them succeed. Don't just think that your word of mouth is going to help your child. If there is cookies on the table, on a glass plate, in the middle of the living room that they're not allowed to touch till after dinner and you decide it's not dinner time, like don't, don't, don't create environments like that. Set your children up for success. And if there is you know, a glass face and you're at a friend's house, just respectively ask them to like, Hey, I know my kids. That is a beautiful vase. Is there any way I can ask you to kind of put that higher? If they say no, then they say no. What's the worst that can happen? Honestly, I think they're going to be grateful that you told them that. (laughs) I think they're going to be grateful that you asked them to move a vase that could possibly be broken, whatever that is. Just say, I don't know. Here's an example. That's a beautiful china bird, but I know my daughter will want to touch it. Can I put it on the shelf just to keep it safe until we go? I'm happy to put it back. People will be happy about that. And here's the thing. You know, we did talk about age, but two and three years old, it can go either way, right? Children go at different paces and that's okay. That's why I said four. But by two, statistically, many kids can have a general understanding that the rules for other people's homes can be different from the rules of their home. By age four, many kids can comprehend and follow many of the rules of someone else's home, usually with some prompting from you. Understand and obey a nonverbal signal to stop doing something, but sometimes they'll be too excited and heed your cue. As usually remember to keep their feet off the walls and furniture, refrain from running in the house, although sometimes they'll need a reminder from you. And then it's really weird. I always assume no shoes in, at anyone's house. I always assume that, always. Unless, like, it is obvious that they do not care about their floors and they have a bunch of dogs and, like, they're wearing shoes. Kind of pay attention to that, but I always assume no shoes for me and my children at anybody's house. (laughs) Refrain from touching any fragile objects because here's the reality. Most people are going to be like, oh, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. No, worry about it. It's really not fine. And even if it was for them, it should not be for you. You It should not be. Okay. And by age eight, okay, 
children want to be in adult conversations. I would be really careful with that only in regard of like what kind of conversation you're having. Now, if you're having a conversation about them, obviously the kid's going to want to be involved in the conversation. And I think that's a great opportunity for them to do so. Gives them attention. It gratifies and validates their feelings within a boundary. My son is very social and he loves to be in adult conversations. And so we have to create a boundary where we look at him. Like my husband and I are like, that's enough. And he respectively leaves the conversation because he'll get carried away because he's still young. And we have to teach them those boundaries. We have to teach them when to stop talking. We have to teach them how to behave at other people's houses because they're going to grow up and they're going to need to know what to do. If you're in church and you're serving and your children are running around on the stage and breaking, touching the microphones, that's not okay. Your children have the ability to wait for you. They can wait for you with a snack in a pew and a screen. That's okay. Until you get finished cleaning up wherever you're serving. Don't let your children run rampant just because everyone seems to be okay with it. Read the room. And don't stress out like you're stressing that your kids, somebody's going to like your kids or not. You're going to project that. Those are very toxic, negative expectations. Have positive, confident expectations. In the grocery store, you know, be prepared. Is it nap time? Is it later than nap time? You know what I do? I give my kids a balloon at a young age to play with why grocery shop. Also, I love pickup groceries and I barely take my kids in the Target store unless they reach a certain age. So just kind of create those boundaries and expectations and stop trying to like do everything with your kids. Know your season that you're in and give yourself grace. Know when to take them, know when to not, know when to request time with your husband. But do not let your children act insane and act like it doesn't matter that people don't like them. And I'm not talking about how they think about you, but children are a reflection of you, how they talk to you, how they talk to adults. There has to be an expectation and a boundary and kids actually beg for that. They need that. They are literally born for our guidance. So guide in the right way, not the wrong way. If you have any more questions or concerns, if you gain something out of this, I would love to hear it in the comments, in the ratings, and the reviews. Don't forget to leave them on your social media post. I would love to see what you gain from this, both ends, non-kids, kids, whatever. I want to know if you have any tips or tricks for the parents who children can be a bit much. We've all been there. Trust me. I, to end on this note, just so you know, I'm with you on this. My son, when he was two years old and it was time to take him to nursery for church, he ripped out the woman's earring out of her ear to get back to me. She was great about it. She did not have kids at the time. So it was a little shocking to her and to me, but she gave me grace. And I learned in that moment that there's some things I just cannot control with my kids. And that doesn't define me. It doesn't define my children. I don't resent them. It doesn't take away from my worth. It doesn't take away from their worth. Things happen. And we just have to give ourselves grace when they do and try to set boundaries and success in every way that we can. 
I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I love you very much, and I cannot wait to see and hear what you gain from confidence and coffee. Hey, girl, do you love social media like I do? If so, I would love to see the value that you gain from confidence and coffee or your just your favorite episode. And don't forget to tag me so I can share it too. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at ashleyhenryout.com where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in Confidence and Coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews, and the comments, plus subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. I'd love to see you over on TikTok or Instagram where I keep it real in the reels, okay? Make sure you tune in next time on Confidence and Coffee. Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. The first thing I want you to know is that I see you and I hear you. I see the struggles. There's hope. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children, I got you, girl. I'm your new bestie. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence in coffee. Okay, this actually may be a touchy subject. It's going to be a tough one. Coach Ashley is going to come at you hard today, mamas in particular. And I'm going to share a story with you first. But just know today we're going to talk about something that I find super important. Take what you want from it. But it's why you need to raise likable children. And what I mean by that is how do we teach our children and why should we teach our children how to behave at other people's houses or in church or in public? I'm talking about not just infants. Infants, they cry, they're hungry, they're overstimulated, and you can't like, I'm sorry, I have an itch in my nose. You can't control how they behave, right? We're talking about children like four years old and up right? I'm not talking about babies. I'm not even talking about toddlers. My suggestion to you with toddlers is just don't take them anywhere. (laughs) And if you take them somewhere, just give yourself grace. I mean, give the baby grace and just don't care what other people think because they're going to cry. And if somebody says anything to you, then sister Ashley, you need to give her a call and give me some of my mind. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Listen, it is super important. Let me share a little story with you. I was a single mom for a few years of two boys, and they were cray-cray. Children in that situation normally are because there's not two supportive parents, and you know they always have some type of insecurity because of abandonment. And I had one child who was very like amazing as a baby, and then when he hit that preschool age, he started to act up, but he was super overstimulated, very social, but a lack of self-control. 
And then I had a, the second boy who was nonverbal. And so because he was nonverbal and he had hearing issues and like he was sick all the time, he was very aggressive. And I was so scared to take them anywhere because of how they acted. They basically controlled like my schedule. Like I'm not even kidding you. And I remember what my pastor said and it actually stuck with me and my kids started to behave. And that's why she said it because I spent a lot of time and I had my wonderful husband at the time help me really create boundaries for them and discipline and consequences to help them behave out in public because eventually we needed to go out in public and kids should not control at that age how we go out, right? how we do things, how we socialize. And she said this to me. She's like, you want to raise likable kids. You want people to like your kids. And it's true because I'll be real. I don't want to invite the mom with the very aggressive child to my house who is going to destroy everything and bite my kid and act a fool every single time. I don't want them over. And then what does that do for the mom that has that child? It it isolates her and makes her feel shame and condemnation. And so I'm speaking to her, not because I'm condemning her, but I'm speaking to her because I want her never to feel those things and that she can socialize and have likable children with the tools that I'm going to give you and why you should do that. Not accept it for what it is. You can give your children boundaries. Now, are there children with disabilities and autism? Yes. And I worked with children um, in the EC department with those type of challenges, and they're literally my favorite kids, like my very, very favorite children. And things happen. There's things that you just cannot control. And you can do as much as you possibly can. You can have all the tools and all the education and your children are going to be unpredictable and they're going to act up. And there are people that God will bring in your life to grace you during those seasons of life. And so please don't be hard on yourself in that. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the moms who genuinely just do not care what their kids do. They do not, or they're just overwhelmed or they force them into certain situations. And so I want to talk to them. I want to talk to you because it changed everything for me. When I started having these tools and when I started creating this environment for my kids and I started with consequences, consistent consequences and consistent boundaries, I created a security barrier for them and an expectation. And it's good for kids to have expectations, realistic ones that really are just, it was just amazing how they acted once we did that wherever we went because they had safety. They had security within the consistent boundaries that we placed in their life. You know, when you have kids, it's often easier to socialize at a friend's home than it is at restaurants, malls, or movie theaters for the most part. I've had some challenging children at my house but that was rare, but it has happened. But even, even then at someone's house, you'll probably have higher expectations of your children than in your own home. That's just the reality, especially if you're visiting friends who don't have kids. And I literally feel for you because I don't even think I want to visit a person that doesn't have kids. Even if they have older children, it's very uncomfortable for me. I'm with you to bring my younger children because they're going to want to touch everything. 
There's just things that you can't control. And we're going to talk about that. Yes, I have a blanket on because I'm chilly. Okay. Where's all my chilly ladies? Okay. Where's all my chilly, hot, spicy, but cold nature ladies? You're not alone. Okay. So we have a blanket on. Here's a few suggestions to help you raise some friendly kids. Lay down the ground rules. I just talked about boundaries and consistency. Explain to your child before you go that you expect them to keep their feet and shoes off of the furniture. You can all have these talks and that running indoors is not allowed. Whatever that boundary is, have realistic expectations of them. Have the talk with them. Have you ever seen the TikTok? It was funny, but there was truth behind it. And that I made about like, don't ask to stay the night. Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for something to eat. Don't act like you're starving. Don't like just going over these expectations. And it was funny and we all had a laugh. And I probably will share it in the show notes so you can check it out just to laugh if you cry after this episode, which I hope that you don't. Um, But yeah, like it's important. Lay some ground rules. And then how about we reduce surprises? It can be helpful to brief your child on what will likely happen during the visit. Mommy, daddy, and Mr. and Mrs. Jones will sit in the kitchen and have coffee. That's what we're going to do as adults. And you and Jane are going to probably play in the playroom or the family room. And remember to stay out of adult conversations. I have a nosy child. Who has a nosy child? I have one. And I always tell him, if you hear two adults talking, walk away. If you have something to ask and it's not an emergency, define the emergency if somebody's not bleeding, if somebody's not screaming, dying, choking, starving, on fire. If somebody's not in an inappropriate situation, then do not interrupt the adult conversation and do not listen in on it. Reduce the surprises. Create distractions. Screens, screens, tablets, Kindles. I'm all for it. I really am. It has helped me in so many seasons of my life. Let's be real. But also, if you're visiting a home where no kids live, it's smart to bring something for your child to occupy his or herself with such as books, small games, coloring books, or uh, tablets and food. Tablets and food. Goldfish, goldfish. Just saying, just saying. Know the code. What does that mean? You might want to establish a sing a single beforehand, a signal. You might want to establish a signal beforehand to let your child know that a behavior isn't appropriate. It must end. We have signals for the pool. We have signals for other people's houses. We have signals for home. We have them all. Show her or him that when you tug at your ear. Or give them the mom look. Who has the mom look? Right? I do this. That's what I do. Okay? That means stop. You know, pull the little pull the little spoon if that's your game. Out of, just let them look at it. Right? I don't even have to spank my kids, like, literally anymore because I just, like, consistency, right? Let your child know that that behavior isn't appropriate. It must end. Show them that, like... You have that signal, your ear, your nose. That means to stop. This way you can warn them without embarrassing them. Do not embarrass your children. Do not yell at your children in public. 
like really, like, do I do it sometimes? Yes, I'm struggling with it, but I'm realizing when my children get older, it's embarrassing to them. And I respect that. I respect that feeling and I respect that boundary. And so we decided to be like, okay, I don't want to yell. You don't want me to yell. So here's our signal to help you keep in check. You wouldn't want anybody else to do that. And then think about it. Do you cringe when you watch other people do it? Right? Be ready to move. If your child doesn't notice your warnings or really goes off the rails, you may need to forget about avoiding embarrassment. This is when I do yell, okay? Or when it's unsafe. They're in an unsafe situation. Take them outside if you're inside. Take them to another part of the house if you can't go outside. If you're already outside, take them to a different part of outside so they can calm down, so you can soothe them, so you can have the talk. Just so you can be undistracted and not be stressed out because your stress to please other people will project onto your children and they will act worse. You will make them insecure. So for both of you to exit the situation, both of you to calm down, figure out, analyze the situation to deal with it and relax and gently remind them of the expectations. And if they have trouble with it, well, leave. And I mean, really leave. And I'm not talking about taking away like your time, right? I'm talking about, you know what? We were having a great time, but because of your behavior, we have to leave. And you will not get screen times at home and you will not get this and you will not get this. You will go to your room and you will think about how you didn't follow the expectations or whatever that looks like and avoid collateral damage. While you can't expect your host to childproof the house for them, take a glance around the area where your child will be to check for breakables or hazards. Like, don't set your children up for failure. Like, as a teacher, I see this often. I do. And as an educator, we literally always set the children up for success. And we praise them. And we, you know, created a positive and safe environment to help them succeed. Don't just think that your word of mouth is going to help your child. If there is cookies on the table on a glass plate in the middle of the living room that they're not allowed to touch till after dinner and you decide it's not dinner time. Like don't, don't, don't create environments like that. Set your children up for success. And if there is, you know, a glass face and you're at a friend's house, just respectively ask them to like, Hey, I know my kids. That is a beautiful vase. Is there any way I can ask you to kind of put that higher? If they say no, then they say no. What's the worst that can happen? Honestly, I think they're going to be grateful that you told them that. (laughs) I think they're going to be grateful that you asked them to move a vase that could possibly be broken, whatever that is. Just say, I don't know, here's an example. That's a beautiful china bird, but I know my daughter will want to touch it. Can I put it on the shelf just to keep it safe until we go? I'm happy to put it back. People will be happy about that. And here's the thing, you know, we did talk about age, but two and three years old, it can go either way, right? Children go at different paces and that's okay. That's why I said four, but by two, statistically, many kids can have a general understanding that the rules for other people's homes can be different from the rules of their home. By age four, many kids can comprehend and follow many of the rules of someone else's home, usually with some prompting from you. Understand and obey a nonverbal signal 
to stop doing something, but sometimes they'll be too excited and heed your cue. As usually remember to keep their feet off the walls and furniture, refrain from running in the house, although sometimes they'll need a reminder from you. And then it's really weird. I always assume no shoes in, at anyone's house. I always assume that, always, unless like it is obvious that they do not care about their floors and they have a bunch of dogs and like they're wearing shoes. Kind of pay attention to that, but I always assume no shoes for me and my children at anybody's house. Refrain from touching any fragile objects because here's the reality. Most people are going to be like, oh, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. No, worry about it. It's really not fine. And even if it was for them, it should not be for you. You should, it should not be. Okay. And by age eight, okay, children want to be in adult conversations. I would be really careful with that only in regard of like, what kind of conversation you're having. Now, if you're having a conversation about them, obviously the kid's going to want to be involved in the conversation. And I think that's a great opportunity for them to do so. It gives them attention. It gratifies and validates their feelings within a boundary. My son is very social and he loves to be in adult conversations. And so we have to create a boundary where we look at him. Like my husband and I are like, that's enough. And he respectively leaves the conversation. Because he'll get carried away because he's still young and we have to teach them those boundaries. We have to teach them when to stop talking. We have to teach them how to behave at other people's houses because they're going to grow up and they're going to need to know what to do. If you're in church and you're serving and your children are running around on the stage and breaking, touching the microphones, that's not okay. Your children have the ability to wait for you. They can wait for you with a snack in a pew and a screen, that's okay, till you get finished cleaning up wherever you're serving. Don't let your children run rampant just because everyone seems to be okay with it. Read the room. And don't stress out like <gasps> you're stressing that your kids, somebody's going to like your kids or not. You're going to project that. Those are very toxic, negative expectations. Have positive, confident expectations. In the grocery store, you know, be prepared. Is it nap time? Is it later than nap time. You know what I do? I give my kids a balloon at a young age to play with while I grocery shop. Also, I love pickup groceries and I barely take my kids in the Target store unless they reach a certain age. So just kind of create those boundaries and expectations and stop trying to like do everything with your kids. Know your season that you're in and give yourself grace. Know when to take them, know when to not, know when to request time with your husband. But do not let your children act insane and act like it doesn't matter that people don't like them. And I'm not talking about how they think about you, but children are a reflection of you. How they talk to you, how they talk to adults. There has to be an expectation and a boundary. And kids actually beg for that. They need that. They are literally born for our guidance. So guide in the right way, not the wrong way. If you have any more questions or concerns, if you gain something out of this, I would love to hear it in the comments, in the ratings, in the reviews. Don't forget to leave them on your social media post. I would love to see what you gain from this, both ends, non-kids, kids, whatever. I want to know if you have any tips or tricks for the parents who children can be a bit much. 
We've all been there. Trust me. I To end on this note, just so you know, I'm with you on this. My son, when he was two years old and it was time to take him to nursery for church, he ripped out the woman's earring out of her ear to get back to me. She was great about it. She did not have kids at the time. So it was a little shocking to her and to me, but she gave me grace. And I learned in that moment that there's some things I just cannot control with my kids. And that doesn't define me. It doesn't define my children. I don't resent them. It doesn't take away from my worth. It doesn't take away from their worth. Things happen. And we just have to give ourselves grace when they do and try to set boundaries and success in every way that we can. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I love you very much, and I cannot wait to see and hear what you gain from confidence and coffee. Hey, girl, do you love social media like I do? If so, I would love to see the value that you gain from confidence and coffee or your just your favorite episode. And don't forget to tag me so I can share it too. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at ashleyhenryout.com where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in confidence and coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews in the comments, plus subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. I'd love to see you over on TikTok or Instagram where I keep it real in the reels. Okay. Make sure you tune in next time on confidence and coffee.